Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. And I'm Derek. What's up, Derek? How you been? How was Ireland? Ireland was great, man. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I haven't like talked to you in forever. We've just been sending Instagram stuff over the last two weeks. <laughs> Got a lot of <laughs> and news <not> really, to cover. <laughs> not really talking at all. Um, uh, no, Ireland was great. Uh, very eye-opening in certain aspects, uh, at least when we went to Northern Ireland and Belfast. Uh, it's still a messed up city. Mm-hmm. Um, like Just the the political atrocities that are being committed are 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 you can't believe it's still going on. Oh really? I'm like, not I'm 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 ignorant oh, of what's going on over there. Okay, so um it's been going on really since like the late sixties. Okay. Um but we're talking like so our taxi cab driver took us around to see the murals and was explaining them uh to us and stuff like that. And he used to be in a former violent offshoot of the IRA. Okay. So um what some people, what I grew up hearing was a terrorist organization, mm-hmm. but um, now that I've heard the other side of it, I'm like, oh no, you're just sick and tired of hundreds of years of oppression. Right. Like, yeah, like I get that. Um, so he was in a part of a more violent offshoot. He never really did any of the murders, but he was mm-hmm. around them and yeah. uh, definitely heard about them and knew what was going on. Um, so this man has a past. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the way he was laughing about it, I was like, oh, someone definitely needs trauma therapy. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, it was very eye-opening. Um, he was telling us stories about how, like, in the 70s, he when he was playing in the streets, like, the tanks that the, the British Army had would just roll over kids. Oh, my goodness. Would just roll them over. This is in the 70s. Would just roll over kids in the streets and just squish them and kill them. And they would be like, oh, I didn't see them there. And it would be an, an, a not uncommon occurrence. Yikes. Yeah, like when he was 10, he got shot in the hip with a plastic bullet just because he was playing. Oh, no. By the way, plastic bullets are not used in anywhere but South Africa, Uh China, India, and Northern Ireland. That's crazy. Because they've been deemed as too damaging or like you could kill someone with it. But, like, yeah, he got shot in the hip just because he was playing on the street corner with his friends. Um, It's just, it's amazing what Belfast is going through. But uh, cool news is that the the anniversary of the peace talks from the 90s is coming back up. Mm -hmm. And that's been firing up a lot of, like, um, Irish national pride. And um, the parliament in Northern Ireland for the first time in, like, 100 years... Is going. It, it, well, I mean, since it was since the split, um, it's going to probably if they if people vote right, which they think it's going to, it'll swing Catholic, mm-hmm. which means that the first thing that they'll be doing with an all Catholic parliament is voting to w- see if they want to return Northern Ireland back to the Republic of Ireland. So for the first time in hundreds of years, Ireland will be fully united again as a country. Interesting. Yeah. So it was really interesting going to Belt. That was probably. I will say it was the least fun experience that I've had on a trip, but it was the most beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Like, it's not fun hearing about political prisoners and, no. you know, and just the violence against children and, you know, just burning down people. Like, there was a kid who got murdered during COVID. Like, that's how soon this stuff's still happening. Oh, man. Yeah, like he was walking home, Catholic kid walking home in the wrong part of the neighborhood. A bunch of Protestant guys stumbled out of a pub, knew him, like knew who he was or who he was related to, and then grabbed him, drowned him in a bath, and then left his body on the Catholic side. Oh, very great. That was in 2002. That's, that's crazy. 
That's yeah. yeah, very grim. Very grim. <laughs> um, so I figured I'd start with the grim stuff. Okay. <laughs> and now we're going to bring it out of it. Um, when we were in Galway, we got to play with Hawks, which was really cool. I saw that. That uh, looked that, fun. That, that was so much fun. Uh, that guy has done falconry for Harrison Ford mm-hmm. um, at, the, at the place we're at and the Bidens. Awesome. Uh, so he is awesome, and we were like two peas in a pod. He was a movie nerd and like history nerd, along with being into falcon, having a niche like knowledge about an esoteric way of hunting. And I was like, oh my god, we're brothers. <laughs> yeah. AJ was laughing because we just started. Ch- he was talking. He just started talking when we met him, and started saying stuff. And then I just would make comments, and he was slowly like, oh. Like you know what you're talking about, and then we just it was it was over. Like we were just we were just nonstop talking the entire time. Um, but the Falcons were cool. Um, Galway was awesome. Cork was amazing. Um, the food we had in Cork was um, was uh, was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the Cliffs of Mower. We went to the Giants Causeway. Saw a couple of uh, Game of Thrones locations on our on our. Uh, uh, Giants Causeway tour. I was like, eh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else, man? Um, we were there for St. Patty's Day. That's amazing. Which was wild. Yeah, how was uh, that? <laughs> not intentional. That was our first full day in the country. So oh, okay. we started out on St. Patty's Day. We just got that, knocked that out, like, out of the way. And then we went for the rest of our trip and then ended back in Dublin. So mm-hmm. we were able to enjoy Dublin, like, without all the craziness. Although if you go to the Temple Bar area, that's, like, Bourbon Street for Dublin. Mm-hmm. Um, just There's just a bunch of pubs. And um, if you stay late at night, vomit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's um, funny. <laughs> you stay long yeah. enough. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's it it's only like it was only like one area that I saw, and it was right in front of the Temple Bar, and it was like okay, like <laughs> like that makes sense. It was in front of that, and then the American themed bar, and that's what I was gonna say is the funniest thing about the entire trip was the most annoying part about traveling internationally was the Americans. Mm-hmm. Like just the amount of people like you must love us because we're from America. It's like. You're lucky you're in Ireland, and that's true. Like, <laughs> holy cow, shut up. <laughs> like, there were so many times when people would be like, okay, so we're from America, and I just wanted to be like, sweetheart, everyone knows and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like, And that would be to a dude. Just like, you're so precious, but like, no one cares, man. Like, jeez. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yes. They know you're from America. Like, we stick out. Americans, <laughs> like, o- Americans abroad. Oh, um, <laughs> but no, the rest of the trip was awesome. It was so nice to be in a different country, uh-huh. and I've wanted to go to Ireland since I was a kid. So this was a really big bucket list like tick for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we saw castles and hung out in pubs and listened to music, and um, it was awesome. It was so much fun. Nice, dude. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, while I was gone, how are you? What have you been up to? I've been good, man. Um, I went to WrestleMania this past weekend. Yes, you did. How was that? Uh, that was a ton of fun. Um, I went to night two. It's it's two nights now, Saturday and Sunday. I went to the Sunday night. Is it two nights now? It is. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was it was cool. <laughs> I went for Sunday night, and it was it was at SoFi Stadium out here, which was my first mm-hmm. time going there. That was cool. Oh, cool. Uh, that stadium is gigantic, <laughs> dude. 
Yeah. I was okay. So when you first had your video of showing mm-hmm. them like which setting up the stage basically, like mm-hmm. the big like walk-in stage, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, cool. Like that's a fun ramp." And then like you showed the the scale of Brock Lesnar on that stage and <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What in the actual hell?" Like, Brock Lesnar looked like a GI Joe guy on that stage. He did. <laughs> it was I was so- just going to say he looked like a toy. Yeah. It was like, "Oh my god." It was crazy. He, he's quite possibly like one of the largest men I've ever Ever, like known about <laughs> and you you were like you were like it was like Brock Lesnar and he just this tiny figure comes marching out on the world's most giant ramp it's like yeah. oh my god this place is huge yeah, yeah it was a gigantic ramp like it's crazy the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen it was uh, like built for God yeah, or the exactly. Pharaoh like it was just exactly like, um but no, it was great. It was a really fun time. Uh, I went with a, a couple buddies of mine, a couple comedian friends of mine, and it was just, it was just a blast. I hadn't been I hadn't been to a wrestling show in a couple years now, and it was uh, it was good to be back and and watching and and cheering and booing and all that kind of stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, uh, I've never been. I want to go oh, dude, really it's so badly. Fun. Uh, next time they come it, around, we, we gotta go. When to they show. come around, if they come into a place that even if it's like we gotta travel for a little bit to go, I'm mm-hmm. totally down. Like yeah. I, I, that's one of another thing I want to do before I die is go to a WrestleMania night. Yeah, dude, we should go. That'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. We still have to take you to a hockey game too. That's true. Still have yet to go to a hockey game. Um, well, the season's winding down now, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll catch it. We'll make plans for next season. I'm super down for that. We'll go see the Kings or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Um, right. what else did I do? That uh, saw a movie. Uh, did you get a chance to see John Wick yet? I see John Wick. Okay, cool. We can talk about that. Um, yeah, we can. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I saw John Wick. That was great. Uh, a fun time. What else did I do? Um, uh, that's about it. Those were like the highlights of like the last couple weeks. Um, I would say. Um, yeah. But we got a lot of news to get to, so why don't we just dive in, shall we? I was gonna say I was gonna make another point of something else that you've been up to, but I'm like, no, 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 we gotta get to we gotta yeah. get to news. <laughs> no, 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 that, it, this do. is enough. We'll move on. Uh, There's no time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, let's uh, yeah, let's hit the uh, let's hit the DMs. I guess let's um, do it. We'll start there. There is a Barbie trailer which I have not seen. You haven't yet. seen it? Oh, uh, it I saw you sent it to me. I have not watched it yet. It just came out today, so okay, great. I'm it was just this morning, here. so you're not lagging. Um, yeah, I'm I have going... seen it, so we can discuss it. Yeah, let me um, um, let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited uh, about this trailer. I liked the the teaser. Um, so let me see what this is looking like. I'm gonna share this with you. All right, share. This is more of a teaser too. Okay, gotcha. It's not like I wouldn't count it as a full trailer where it like tells you the story. It's more just like, ooh, this is kind of what you're in store with the Barbie movie. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, okay, Barbie, I like this. Yeah, let me pull it up. Okay, we're seeing Barbie shoes. She steps out of the heels. She's still on her toes, which is a fun detail. Ryan Gosling's Ken. Bunch of different Barbies. Bunch of different kins. So I guess they have a rivalry in this movie. Yeah, apparently, like the <laughs> the 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 kins, the two kins we've seen so far, Ryan Gosling and Simu Liu, uh, don't like each other. Apparently, um, and I love that. I'm down yeah. for it. So they're on this like beach in like this very Barbie looking location. There's a giant water slide. Everything looks perfect. 
<laughs> so there's some they, good... so they're somewhat sentient, but they don't understand fully like uh, uh, about sex. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. And I like I like that though because yeah. it's it, um, it preserves like a semblance of innocence, which is kind of fun. Sure, like yeah, uh, yeah. If you're gonna make a Barbie movie and you want kids to come see this, they can't just be they can't fucking. be horny. <laughs> no, is that Will Ferrell? That's Will Ferrell, yeah. Nice. Will Ferrell seems to be playing some sort of Barbie executive, which is very yep. funny. <laughs> the giant cast list. Real world this way. Interesting. <laughs> so Barbie is He's driving a- towards a sign that says real world. The car flips upside down and Ken is in the backseat. And she's like, ah, you're, you're here with me? And she's like, well, you... Did you bring your rollerblades? And he's like, I literally go nowhere without my rollerblades. (laughs) And he holds up some (laughs) giant uh, yellow and garishly red. uh, uh, Ten rollerblades. Rollerblades, yeah. All right. I'm in. Uh, Yeah, right. Seems fun. Looks Looks fun. Michael Sarah's around, which is fun. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, Michael Sarah's also here uh, for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Are we excited? We're not sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that it's a um, it's a movie that kids can watch, but it it, it's, it seems like it's for adults. Like that's the target yeah. audience, which and I, I think is a say, smart move. I agree, and I was gonna say I think that's the I think that's the way most movies like kids movies should operate. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. I've we have nieces and nephews now, mm-hmm. so. I will be watching a lot of kids' movies yep. coming up soon, <laughs> and I will say I have been holding off on the la- over the last couple of years. I have been holding off on watching like Disney classics and stuff because I know I'm going to watch them a lot. Yep, um, and I want them to be non annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I will say is that what I'm not looking forward to are the kids' movies that are made for kids. Right. Those are like tough. that's just to me it's a losing it's a losing equation. Like why would you want to bore adults with just a movie that's just for kids? Unless we're talking toddlers, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it's Dora the Explorer, right? Or Blue's Clues. Okay. Right. Like you know, I, those might be outdated references. I don't know. I'll give me a few months and I'll tell you what the kids <laughs> I'm sure are those both of those shows are still on. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they are too. Um it's like SpongeBob, it just never goes yep. away. Um but no, I just don't understand why you would make a movie – like make a movie aimed at kids but make it for adults. Like why would you not do that? Because then you get more – because then adults will want to see it. They'll tell their friends right. and be like, yeah, go run out and see this and you don't have to wait. You know, Don't wait until you know DVD or whatever or yeah. like streaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. But be like, you know, I just dated myself so hardcore just now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like I just don't get like people that, that make kids' movies for kids. You right. know what I mean? At least they're going to be airing in the theaters, right? If it's straight to TV, do right. whatever you want. Yeah. But yeah, but no, yeah. I think this is the right. Because honestly, like, if you think about it, like, I'm sure kids still play with Barbies now, but like, I mean, Barbies, ta- like, the generation that truly loved and coveted bar- uh, Barbies and stuff like that are adults now. So like uh-huh, you, you yeah. if you want if you want to really cash in on the Barbie nostalgia, you got to get the people who are now in their 30s and 40s and, and 50s. Quite frankly, who who played and, and older than that because Barbie's been around for a long time. But if you want to get those people for the nostalgia, you got to make a movie that an adult can enjoy. You know, right? Um, so yeah, I'm glad. I think this is a good move. I think it's going to be fun. Um, uh, Certainly looks fun. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah, it, uh, it seems like the plot is she's going to the real world. So we'll see how that uh that all works out for her. 
Uh, what sort of hijinks ensue from that? I'm sure. Um, okay, next in the DMs you sent me, uh, Shrek 5 is in the works. Shrek 5 coming back. With the original cast. Original voice cast, yep. Yeah, I'm totally okay it's with the only that. News so uh, far. I think the Shrek yep. movies. Bring back uh, the magic. Yeah. I think the Shrek movies are great. Um, I think they, uh, you can do them whenever because, like, they've kind of become, uh, Kind of like South Park has, they've kind of become a vehicle to like comment on, you know, pop culture, uh, mm-hmm. w- in whatever, you know, whatever era these movies come out in. So like, yeah, there's plenty to make fun of, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they come up with. Uh, the original cast, that's all fun. There, everybody's still good and working, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. It's gonna be fun. I'm like, yeah. I'm excited. Yes. Um, uh, HBO is reportedly working on a Harry Potter TV series where each season is based off of one of the seven books. That's a, too that's soon. Weird. <laughs> I don't think this one's gonna succeed. No. At I least don't. I don't think it's gonna move forward. I think it's too soon to revisit Harry Potter. Yes. Especially the books. I agree. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is still young enough to play Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. at least as Harry Potter ages. So if we want to see Harry Potter, give us more actual Harry Potter adventures. Right. Where I'd he's rather an adult and an aura, just, like yeah. a dark. He's Dude, in the books, he becomes a dark wizard hunter. Like, that's a killer TV show. Do that. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, all Make it act- like true detective, but with Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they're doing this, but... <laughs> Okay, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, fine. <laughs> like, I won't watch it, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, I'll just yeah. be like, the entire time I'm going to start it, and it'll be like, Harry Potter. I'll be like, I'm going to watch the movies. Yeah, I'm going to get estimates. Um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a new live-action Street Fighter movie is in the works. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, apparently, um, uh, Legendary is the studio mm-hmm. that acquired the rights to Street Fighter, uh, to the movie, to movie rights and TV rights, so... Oh, um, cool! So we might be seeing some TV shows. Yeah, I think uh, I think a TV show could be a cool idea, especially because it's like you know, street fighting games are very much like you know, it's one fight after the other, so you can kind of structure it like that. You know, mm-hmm. each each episode features around a fight. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, and Legendary is a good studio. They've done good stuff, so uh, I'm looking forward to see what they do with mm-hmm. the Street Fighter. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a legendary movie that I was disappointed by. I'd have to look at the list of their movies to see. And I have to look at but, the list, but like so far, what I'm remembering is not very. Like I'm not very disappointed with their output. Yeah, no, I think they're, they're not they're like, like a A24, studio. where everything's a home run. Right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to this. I think that, I think it'll be it'll be fine. Um, hopefully, it's better than that, but it'll at least be fine. I hope it's shooting to be at least better and less goofy than the Mortal Kombat movies. Yeah. <laughs> Although That's that all Mortal Kombat, the, did you see the last Mortal Kombat movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I loved that one. It was one. great up until a certain point, and then after that, it just goes completely off the rails. <laughs> and, when the, when uh, the made-up made main character gets weird, uh, generic, like, armor powers. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, around there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when, when everything mostly shifted into mostly CGI world, I was yeah. like, oh, I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. But the Scorpion Sub-Zero stuff was... Oh, yeah. Tight. Like just make that movie. Just just make that that's movie. All we need. <laughs> that's all we care about. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the only rivalry in that game that we're like, do it. Yeah. Like, make them fight. It's like totally. Ken and Ryu. Like, come on. That's yep. what we want to see. Hundred percent. It's the rivalry. Like, ah, it's a good rivalry. 
<laughs> um, we got a teaser for the next Extraction movie, which looks yeah, fun. Yeah, did you see it? Yeah, I did. Okay, it's basically just Chris Hemsworth getting knocked out a lot and then being <laughs> yeah. like, I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, looks I fine. There's some good action in that, like, that kind of, like, uh, mo- like crowd scene that he's in, mm-hmm. that, like, crowd combat scene. Looks really good. It looks fun. It looks like the action's going to be real good and shot really well. Which is, you know... Just like the first one? Yeah, which is all I need, basically. First one's great. <laughs> yeah, just remake the first one just in a different location. It looks like they're doing that, but making it cold this time, and with a girl. And I'm like, great. Yep, extraction I no, I in no the problem. snow. Yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> yep. I'll put on a coat. Yep. <laughs> Good, go kill people in the snow. That sounds awesome. Next, we'll do desert. <laughs> yeah, next we'll do desert. After that, we'll do the ocean, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll get estimates. We'll make it like the Fast and the Furious franchise. Eventually, it'll be in space. <laughs> space extraction. <laughs> uh, where he has to go, like, uh, rescue someone who's been kidnapped on the moon or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you didn't know this, but we have a secret base on the moon, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Chris Evans says there's more Steve Rogers stories to tell. Uh, just not right now. Um, sure. Of course, there's the whole wealth of Captain America and Steve Rogers stories nope. to tell from the comics. No one's going to be mad if Steve Rogers comes back. Yeah, no one's mad <laughs> like, at that. Not a single person would be pissed if Steve Rogers came back. Yeah. Like, they could literally warp him into this and be like, I found another time portal and I came back. And we'd be like, yay, you're, mm-hmm. thank God. Like, Yeah, yeah, uh, he'll definitely be back. Did you bring uh, Iron Man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both of those guys will be back for the, the you know, Avengers, the Kang dynasty, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Um, Blue Beetle. Yes, we got a Blue Beetle trailer. Trailer, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, What'd you think? Yeah, I think I think this looks. I think this looks great. Uh, I'm into it. It's a, another outing from Warner Brothers uh, DC, um, which uh, th- this this looks great to me. Um, I am. It, it looks like it's going to be funny. George Lopez is around. Mm-hmm. With a um, giant goatee, yeah, with a giant goatee for some reason. Yep, uh, I like. I I really didn't know anything about the Blue Beetle character um, before this. Me either. Um, I think it's a good introduction. I think this trailer does a good job of like kind of introducing you to what basically what the basic premise of this character is. Is mm-hmm. he's a guy who finds a super suit that is like a, a a weapon of mass destruction that chooses him for some reason. That's a pretty easily digestible story. Um, so I'm interested to see how uh, this plays out. It looks it looks good. The suit looks great. Like that sequence when he goes into space, amazing. It looks really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I think this looks good. I think it's uh, this is what I want from DC. I want I, you know I want isolated one off movies that are just good, stand on their own, uh, with a bunch of fun characters because DC has a bunch of cool characters. So I'm into this. I'm super down. Yeah, looks good. He cuts that bus in half, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that the I like that the suit is designed to protect the wearer at all costs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he can also create whatever weapon he needs to from his mind. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the suit will do it. Like I think that's that's a cool. I think that's a cool premise. I think that's a cool suit. Sort of. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of um thing to uh, have. that movie Star Kid. You remember that movie? When we Star it was like it, it was from like the early nineties. It was I think it might have oh, been I'm a Disney movie. It's about this kid who finds... It's literally the Star plot of this movie, kid. except it's a child. Is it all one word? Star Kid, 1997. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joseph Mazzello. Mm-hmm. Who is that oh. again? Oh. It's the kid from, uh, I believe... 
It's the kid from Jurassic Park. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's so great. That- he was also in the Pacific. Series, oh, okay. Uh, from HBO, fantastic. Gotcha. Um, not as good as uh, Band of Brothers, but still really good. If you want like a World War II kind of like, oh, gotcha. This was crazy. Okay. I never saw. You know what? I don't think I ever saw Star. It's kid. good. It, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, I think I saw. I don't know how I saw it. I think it was just on TV one day, um, and it, it became really good. It's a yeah. Some kid finds a a a spacesuit, like a a a sentient armor suit from space and he like uses it to fight crime and he like he, he can talk to the suit like kind of like in this but like the suit is like is like an entity it's like a it's like an yeah. alien entity that can be worn and it's good it was the first movie to kind of do the iron man thing where like you see inside the helmet um yeah i noticed that on the little blip trailer that they had on imdb that i was watching just yeah. now that's cool yeah so it, it's good it's a it's a it's a fun it made me really like man i want a super suit when i was a kid um oh dude yeah <laughs> first time someone put an iron man mag comic in my hands i was like oh yeah i have found my thing yep <laughs> um yeah so this this kind of reminds me of that uh, which is i'm all for because I, I i love that uh i love that movie um okay switching from dc secret to marvel invasion. uh secret invasion you watch that secret trailer? invasion trailer uh yeah i did yeah uh looks good looks very like doesn't give us a lot yeah, it doesn't give us much, um, which I think is great. Um, it's just kind of establishes the tone, and it's very sort of like spy thriller. You know what I mean? Like, who mm-hmm. can you trust? You can't trust anybody. Paranoia, etc. Looks good. Samuel Jackson with a few different facial hairstyles in this. <laughs> yep. There's a goatee. There's a giant and, beard. And facial accessories. And facial accessories. Sometimes eye patch. Sometimes not. Sometimes beanie. Sometimes not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like a build your own Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like, uh, they've, it looks like they've, um, they've tweaked the look of, uh, the scrolls in this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that. Um, I think it looks, they look a little bit more like, kind of like the color, they're like the color of their green skin is a little bit more muted. They look a little bit more grotesque, which I kind of like. Yeah, they're less alien. Yeah. Yeah, because the scrolls are not supposed to be good looking. Right. They're not supposed to want to like. Right. Be front, like they're. Gross. Yes. <laughs> like, they're gross, shape-shifting aliens that have been trying to undercut a hu- like human society. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this. It looks like it's going to be one of those, like... Wait. One of those shows that's always like, wait, is this guy a scroll? Is this guy a scroll? Is this person yeah, a scroll? Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of oh, those. Oh, you're not going to be able to trust anybody. Yeah, it's exactly. It's going to be crazy. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I it, It's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see Samuel Jackson in an episodic TV show. That I don't think we've ever seen that before. That's pretty no, cool. No, I haven't. Yeah. That'll be new. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Marvel seems like they got yeah. another good one. Um, I think this will be a nice palate cleanser, too, from um, the, some of the Marvel stuff we've been getting lately that have just been feeling like, Goofy. you know, CGI soup. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, CGI goof soup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. this is getting back to like sort of like ground level, you know, even though it's like a cosmic, it, it has cosmic implications. Like the, it seems like the, the episode to episode stuff is going to be very ground level, like real life uh, type stuff. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Cool. Um, according to insider Jeff Snyder, two characters from the X-Men team will appear in the movie Captain America New World Order in cameo roles. Ooh. Uh, any guesses no as to who those or- might be? Uh Jeez. Professor Captain America X. New World Order. Who could show up? Who would make sense? Professor X. That could happen. Um Beast. Beast could happen. 
I'm trying to think. Um, if they want to do, uh, they could do uh, uh, Bolivar Trask. If they wanted to do like the the guy who does mm-hmm. the Sentinels, they could use mm-hmm. that character. He's he's kind of like a like a uh, like a sciencey kind of like political mm-hmm. person that would might make sense for a Captain America New World Order movie. I'm gonna go with Sauron. Who's that? I don't know who that is. Sauron, uh, the the anthropomorphic ter- uh, the pterodactyl man. From oh. the Savage Lands. Oh, shoot. I had no idea who that character <laughs> Do you know is. That sounds know crazy. Google him right now, dude. He's right. wild. <laughs> X-Men. Uh, it could also be, what's his name, too? Um, who's the Weapon X guy? Oh. Um, like the, oh, like the, the, the... Colonel. The Colonel yeah, behind it, or I the General. his name. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at Sauron. That looks crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. How great would that be if he just showed up? Just a pterodactyl. I think he's man. more of a. I think he's more of a Brotherhood of Mutants type. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh man, what is a uh, striker? Striker. striker. Yeah, that's right, Colonel yeah. Striker. I think we could see that. Um, that would be fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to this though. Um, Captain America. But it says X Men team, not mm, X Men. The X Men team. Okay. That's why I think Professor X. Hmm. I could be, yeah. I think, I think they'll reintroduce a new Professor X in this one. Yeah, maybe Storm even, because I know Storm, Storm often is like the the political liaison for the X Men team. So that could that's be a good. That's a good guess. Um, yeah, maybe something like that. Um, maybe they'll take a friggin' home run swing and just have Wolverine or somebody show up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> the debut Deadpool of their new Wolverine, Wolverine is in. <laughs> That'd be Dude, nuts. that would be wild. Um, um, Josh Friedman, who wrote Avatar The Way of Water, has been tapped to write the script for The Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Don't know I'm how into I feel that. about that. I'm into I that. I felt that uh, I didn't really like the script for Avatar 2, so I'm not really keen on that news. But, yeah. we'll, but again, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just don't do them a, a disservice again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the Fantastic I, yeah. Four has been through so much. Like, please just be nice to them and kind, and give them a good movie that totally. everyone will be like, "Oh, they're cool." Yeah, uh, because James Cameron is so heavily involved in Avatars, uh, I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I'm, I'm not taking uh, the the quality of that of that dialogue in that movie as like. Uh, as like what he the, can do, yeah. As a as a, yeah, yeah, as an example of this guy's best work. Um, so, <laughs> well, but what I do think <laughs> is that um, the Avatar two script did. I think what it did do is it had like all the like the dramatic beats and stuff like that, and and even like the comedic moments. All of those like moments and like emotional beats kind of worked for me. Even if mm-hmm. even if some of the dialogue was you know stiff. Um, I think that. Uh, uh, I think that at least the story elements I think were 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 good to me. So like I you know I think this guy is probably perfectly serviceable for the for the movie. Um, and hey, Marvel oversight is there. So yeah. if he starts to stray too far, they'll be like, oh no, nobody, hundred <laughs> percent, which is nice. Um, um, got that? Oh, E three is canceled. Interesting. Yep. Again. Was that a COVID thing or? I don't know. I think they just canceled it again. They didn't say really. Maybe it just wasn't going to be well attended or something. Uh, I don't know. It was going to be the first in-person E3 event since 2019, and they canceled it again. Man. 
Yeah, uh, I wonder why. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's uh, that sucks. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. There's a Batman Scott- Part Two. You said what? Batman, the Batman Part Two. Oh they yeah, revealed one of the villains. Yeah, Clayface. Is Clayface. Clayface. That's gonna be so wild. Let me see. Um, I wonder what like version uh, of Clayface we're gonna get. Like a actual right? Clay Monster Man, or like a guy who can alter his appearance, or uh, and like a, the actor version of the of the character. There's a few different iterations. So I'm yeah, there is. There is. I don't know. Knowing Matt Reeves, it'll be the darkest version of the character possible. Yeah, it's. I would imagine it's going to be or the most tragic. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it's going to be. Uh, if I had to guess, it's probably going to be like some guy who had some kind of either birth defect or like something happened to him to where he can like change his bone structure mm-hmm. and like kind of like mold his face, and but it's like painful and like gross and you know what I mean. <laughs> Like if he takes his hands, yeah. he can kind of like shape his. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's that's body horror in a big way. Exactly. And I'm like all about that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that would be a cool. Because like Matt, Matt Reeves and this this Batman universe we're dealing with doesn't seem like the type of universe that would have a giant clay monster man running around. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> um, although that, I mean that's that. fun. That's a fun version of the character. You but could I, I do doubt that. It. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. But I I would be shocked if they were like, here's this mutated clay man. I'd be yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh yeah. That would be kinda I feel like jumping the shark for this franchise. But yeah. um not yet. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited for a different character though, because I feel like with the mm-hmm. Batman stuff we've been seeing the same ones over and over for so long that I'm I'm glad we're getting well, new. The other characters. thing too is people don't lean into the individualism of the actual villains. They want to paint the villain with a very broad brush where it's just like, it's a villain. He just has this theme. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's what makes the Batman villains great, is they're all so specific to their own like you know, way of doing things, you know, and their personalities that you really the games do the Arkham games do a good job of it. Yeah. But I, the I, movies I, I, I feel like have broadly just been painted like villain. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like you could plug any of like you could plug any of them in. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, uh, there's a Scott Pilgrim anime coming, which is cool mm-hmm. from Netflix. Um, yeah, with a, with a, a really good cast. I mean, we got the original cast. Oh, okay, this all original. It's the entire the cast. Yeah, people? it's the entire cast from the movie. Yeah, and then looks like some new people too. Um, Aubrey Plaza's joined the cast. Oh, I didn't see that Aubrey Plaza joined. Yeah, she's playing Julie Powers, whoever that is. Um, yeah, this looks great. It's basically all the original people plus a couple new ones. Um, yeah, this looks great. Brie Larson is around. Yeah. Allison um, Pill, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> with the exception of Aubrey Plaza and uh, I think Sata Baba, uh-huh. the rest of the cast is the original movie cast. Yeah, this looks great. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fun. Super down for that. Um, I'll certainly watch it. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, okay, well, uh, uh, in the Wonder Man series, uh, the character Grim Reaper has been cast by a guy named Demetrius Gross. Yep. Great. Um, if they go with costume accurate costume, that's going to be wild. Yeah, what, is it, what does it look like? I'm going to Google it. Let me see. 
Grim Reaper Marvel. I'm just looking at the side by side photo that they have on the uh, oh, press okay. release. Oh, is that that character? Okay, I, I think didn't that's know if that, that was character. Wonder Man yeah. or him? Oh yeah. No, okay. no, that's not Wonder Man. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's some. <laughs> I googled uh, 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 the character, and in some versions of the character, he just looks like Shredder from uh, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> 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 complete with like the purple cape and all that. Just blades everywhere. Yeah. Um, okay, that looks cool. I'm into that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Matthew McFadden from Succession has been cast in a role in Deadpool 3. No news on what that is yet. Mm-hmm. But he'll be in... Uh, Mr. Darcy is joining the MCU. All right. There we go. Um, I'm a sucker for that movie. Yep. Deadpool 3 is going to be great. Um, oh, uh, Ryan Coogler is reviving the X-Files. I saw that. Um, X-Files creator Chris Carter teased on the podcast On the Coast with Gloria Makarenko that Ryan Coogler is looking to revive the series with a diverse cast. I just spoke to a young man, Ryan Coogler, who is going to remount the X-Files with a diverse cast. So he's got his work cut out for him because we covered so much territory. Um, true. I think uh, I think an X-Files show in uh, in the modern era... Uh, given how much UFOs and stuff are in the news and stuff now, I think that it could be a totally uh, fresh new take on it, and I'm like super mm-hmm. excited. I love the X Files oh, a yeah. whole lot. So, oh um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I actually, it's about time for me to start rewatching that now that I j- my my yearly <laughs> rewatch of Parks and Rec has just concluded. Uh, should probably go back that to X Files. I should rewatch the X Files oh, too. It's so good. I've been looking. I know. I've been looking for because I've never seen it straight through. I've seen bits and pieces like here and there, you know, out of order oh, yeah. reruns on TV and stuff. But um, I've never like sat down and like watched it. Watched it. Yeah, I should do that. It's good. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, I'm super excited that they're doing this. This should be. This should be great. Uh, I'll probably watch it after I watch Perry Mason season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I need to. I need to watch Perry Mason. Oh, you do. It's so good. Yeah. Um, let's see, what do we got here? I got my buddy Rex hooked on it, and he's just like, this is the best, this, this is the best show, and I'm like, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> um, uh, uh, Liv Tyler is returning to the MCU as Betty Ross for Captain America New World Order. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> and Heroic Hollywood also put, this is slowly becoming a Hulk movie. <laughs> yeah, it is, it really is. <laughs> Which is funny. Um... Is uh is Mark Ruffalo supposed to be in Captain America: New World Order? Uh, I'm gonna look. Um, cause I'm into that. Let's all see. I love that Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes is still rumored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty sure he's gonna be there. Is it rumored that he's Bucky Barnes? Because we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is not listed. Okay. On the movie cast yet. Okay. Um. Interesting that she's coming back though. So, but that mean, but Harrison. Yeah, Ford I thought they'd go a little though, younger. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought they'd go younger. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 uh if uh, what's his name if Harrison Ford is playing General Ross. Thunderbolt Ross, then, I mean, the oh, age is kind true. of, you know, he could definitely be her father. <laughs> He's definitely <Yeah>. old enough. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he could be her grandfather. No, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming he's supposed to be in that movie as well. Um, so yeah, all right, I'm into it. Betty Ross coming back. I she was. I thought she was good in uh, Incredible Hulk. So haven't seen it in so long. Couldn't tell you either way. Yeah, I actually don't mind that movie at all. Uh, the, the Incredible Eric Hulk one? with uh, yeah, with the Edward Norton, uh, Edward Norton Hulk. No. I actually don't mind that movie. No, 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 uh, no, no. no. Uh, isn't Liv Tyler in the one with uh, Eric Bana? Is she? I think she is. She's in Ang Lee's one. Oh, is that the one she's in? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Let me see. I know I'm right. I'm just double-checking. Uh, Man, that Hulk in the Ang Lee movie was so green. Oh, it was vibrant. <laughs> he was like broccoli. <laughs> bro- yeah, The Incredible Hulk uh, in 2008. Betty Ross. And that one had... Yeah, that that's the Edward Norton one. That's the... Is that the Edward Norton one? Yeah, the Jennifer Connelly is Betty Ross. In Jennifer the Connelly one. is the one in Eric Banner. Yeah. Okay, got 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 it. Yeah, I knew it sounded weird. Like I'm like, why would they go back to that one? But because <laughs> um, I definitely think uh, in you know when we have the big uh, incursion war in Kang Dynasty or whatever, I definitely think Edward Norton's Hulk shows up. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I would. Imagine I would love to see another happen. Hulk movie with Edward Norton's Hulk. I know that'd be great. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, we got that. Um, before we, yeah, they brought Tim Roth back as Abomination, so why not Edward Norton's Hulk? Very true, unless Edward Norton's Hulk is supposed to be Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Yeah, I don't know if they're the same, I don't know if they're the same person, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, okay, um, Let's. Uh, do, how much more do we have that we haven't touched on in these DMs that we should uh, touch there's on? A, there's a few. Megamind is getting a TV series. Yes, I'm excited about that. Um, hopefully they can get... Do we know if Will Ferrell is attached? Um, I believe so. That'd be fun. Uh, hopefully he is. It does not say, but I believe so. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to star in a remake of Hitchcock's Vertigo. Great. All for that. cool. Um, oh, this is the other one I was going to talk to you. Uh, an action RPG video game is going to be based on the Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin. Oh, great. I don't know that storyline, but cool. Uh, all the Ninja Turtles except for Raphael get killed, and he becomes basically this like justice murder-dealing like vigilante. Nice. Like Instead of like just defeating the Foot Clan, he just starts killing them. Nice. I'm all for that. <laughs> like he's a he's a Raphael who's all Raphael's already like a cranky character, mm-hmm. but he's a Raphael who's just done with everybody's shit. Mm-hmm. You know, super into that. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess let's uh, we can wrap up the DMs by uh, touching on the Jonathan Major stuff. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, we should touch on that too. Yeah, because we haven't talked about it. Um, yeah, I'm sure everyone listening has known by now that Jonathan Majors was arrested on charges of assault uh, uh, with uh, bu- uh, that were levied against him by we, we now know is his girlfriend. Um, and it's been an, a weird case because uh, he was he was arrested. She had some bruising around her neck or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, the story goes that uh, as far as we know that she saw something on his phone that she didn't like and she was she reached for it and they both, uh, you know, uh, she ended up with some bruising around her neck, essentially. Uh, then it was revealed that some uh, uh, text messages came out where she texted him afterwards and was like, sorry about calling the police and all of that. And 
people mm-hmm. have gone back and forth on whether that exonerates him of any wrongdoing or anything. And I don't, I'm, I don't necessarily have an opinion on that. Um, I was going to say it's not my place to yeah, talk about. Uh, but but what uh, but what we can talk about is um, I think uh, I think this. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to see how this plays out because yeah I think the, the the prosecution's or not the prosecution but the defense seems to be making a case that from from what I my interpretation of all this the case they're trying to make is that they were involved in a fight that got violent but it's not a case of abuse I think this is what they're going to try to um, yeah that seems like the the, the route they're going to yeah go. because the text messages they show do, does not necessarily say that he didn't. Uh, harm her in any way but um i there's there is a legal difference between a you know a consensual fight and abuse and i, I right. and, or like assault and i think that they are going to try to go that route um so in, in any event um whether he's found guilty or not i think this this adds a stain to um his career which is unfortunate because he's like killing it <laughs> in so many yeah. ways um so it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out because he is a central figure his character is a central figure to what marvel is doing for the next damn near five years so uh i'm very interested to see how this plays out and if this ends up changing anything for disney's plans um we will see um yeah i thought it was interesting in a little bit problematic that the first thing they went to the defense went to they're like oh she's mentally ill right and i was just like come on man yeah (laughs) like you can't just pull that card yeah no you can't um so yeah um we will see how this all plays out but i I think uh, you know i don't really have anything else to say about it i just thought we should bring it up because we talk about movies and stuff all the time so yeah yeah (laughs) superheroes and all that yeah interesting uh, to see how that plays out yeah, it will. Yeah, I'm. It's it's problematic. It's just sad yeah. that it happens. It's tough. You know. Yes. And we will see, and uh, we'll see either way. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with this. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, so the DMs are closed uh, for today. We didn't even touch like half of them. Yeah, so many. <laughs> There's been some shuffle ups at Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Guys are making a Star Wars movie, which is going to be cool. Yep. Uh, you know, just a bunch of random. It was just like there was a weird week where it was just all Lucasfilm and Star Wars and like Mar- and like random Marvel stuff. Yeah. So anyway. um, no, but, totally. Yeah. It was like a lot of like just random things that was like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, okay. Yeah. But I think we got the, to the big ones and yeah, the ones the we good care ones. about. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, John Wick four. Yeah, we can. Let's do that. Um, let me see here. Did you? Uh, when did you see uh, John Wick four? Oh, I saw it tail end of last week. Okay, cool. And were you? Uh, what were your expectations like going into this? Were you excited for it? I was a little disappointed. Okay. At the end, I was super excited to go see it. Okay. Um, the execution for me was a little. Um, the v- the action scenes didn't qu- feel quite as violent. Hmm. Okay. If that made as- sense, and I'm not like show me blood, but mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know, it's like it felt a little. I don't know. It didn't feel like when you watched when you watched the movies and compared to the first and second one, mm-hmm. or, or or at least the first one, mm-hmm. they go so hard on those fights. Mm-hmm. So hard on those fights, and I think, and I don't know if it's the camera angles they're using now, but it just the fights felt slower. 
mm-hmm. and a little bit more sluggish and not as like fighting for your life. It was a more of like a like a dance routine, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I I like it. I like the first one because the fights feel fresh and visceral and mm-hmm. like it's happening for the first time, even though they've done it for the 50th time. And it's like, you know, there's there's like an element of survival to it, like desperation to it mm-hmm. from the people that John Wick is killing. Yeah. He's just a murder machine. Like, right. <laughs> you know? And so this one, I don't know. It just felt like it. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite, I will say. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I saw it. And I'm definitely looking forward to watching it again. Yeah. Um, but it's not my it's not my favorite in the in the franchise. I will say. Gotcha. I think I have. I feel that Donnie Yen was woefully misused. Really? Yes. Interesting. Um, I had I had kind of the, the 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 opposite experience. I think this is probably my second favorite of the franchise. I think okay. for me it's like one, four, two, three, maybe. Okay. Um, okay. I I I like the movie. I get what you're saying about the difference in fighting style. I I kind of appreciated it because I think that with the story they're trying to tell, and I think that, you know, obviously everything these movies are so meticulously made that like I feel like everything is like a choice in this movie in these movies, <laughs> and I think that like um, to be as charitably as po- to be as charitable as possible about it, I think they made a choice to make the fight scene like. In this movie, in the first movie, he's fueled, really in the first three movies, he's like fueled by rage. Um, and that is very evident in like how he um, dispatches of people and like the way the fights are constructed and stuff like that. Whereas in this movie, he's he's he doesn't really want to fight anymore. He just wants to get out. And he is old and beaten up and has been through three movies of John Wick taking beatings and falling off of buildings and... <laughs> And doing all of that, uh, and he 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 definitely takes a bunch of punishment in this movie, uh, and so yeah, I feel he, like it, he, <laughs> yeah, and so I feel like I feel like sort of the the pace of the fights in this movie made sense for like what this character has been through and where he's at in his journey, and I think that like uh, I was impressed by sort of the uh, two things, like the creativity of the different fight setups. Mm, and that, uh, We can talk about that yeah, because I agree with you. Yeah, and I, I thought like, I don't know, like I was, uh, I thought that there was like a, um, this one in particular had like, a, it was, this one felt the most like an anime to me. Um, just in like its sensibilities hmm. and the set pieces and like. Interesting. Uh I thought it was just like I thought it was the most like visually striking of of all of them. I thought it was so well shot. There were some so- shots in this that looked like paintings. Like, uh, oh, I agree. The cinematography on it was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I thought it was. I thought yeah. I I think it's. Um, I I just yeah. I thought it was innovative in a way that like it didn't necessarily like you know it had no business being that like artistically done and i was kind of just Mm -hmm. impressed by that like because uh i mean all of them have had like very artistic elements to it but i thought this one was very much so like hey if we're not going to make another one of these let's make this as like you know as beautiful and like a love a love letter to this franchise as possible and i thought that that was good um yeah i thought um i thought uh yeah, I, I'll, I'll leave it there until we until we like really dive into like the specific stuff. But I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I thought, I mean, there were some really hilarious moments in it. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it definitely wasn't as like viscerally violent as as the other as some of the other ones. Like they're you know, uh, although it was still fairly violent. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they're still fairly the violent. The level of violence isn't my issue. It's the quality of said violence. Mm-hmm. I think is where my. I got gotcha. you. My. Um, you know. Yeah, uh, and we and we can talk about some of these sequences. Um, did you have a favorite sequence in the movie? Probably the car part where he's driving around the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, I think that sequence is. Uh, and then, just and then the way when he gets out just of the, the way car, co- like, yeah, just the way, like the fact that it starts off in a car, yeah. like he gets him to a car, he starts in a car, he's riding around against traffic, yeah. you know, popping people off, you know, like you know, just taking people out while he's doing it. Then they get him to they get him to the point where he has to get out of the car, and then it still continues in the gender mm-hmm. and the way they're choreographing it with the cars flying by and everything like that. And yeah. Sometimes he makes a calculated risk, and he'll like you know, instead of shooting a guy, he just kicks him in the chest, it puts him in front of a car, and makes him he gets hit, and it's like yeah. oh yes, yeah. And he goes the guy goes flying up. In the, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. the The choreography and the way they did these fight sequences was mm-hmm. it's it's a masterclass in how to put a fight sequence on or an action set piece like on screen. Mm-hmm. Totally, so good. Yeah, I yeah I thought uh, I th- that was probably my favorite sequence in the whole movie as well. Um, I just thought it was so well done. I thought like the traffic going by like just made that scene so tense and just like mm-hmm. really fun. I, I man, I love that. I also loved the the, the giant staircase. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Yeah. I love that he got to the top and just got thrown all the way back down to the bottom. <laughs> It's just like so befitting for this character and what he has to go through. Like nothing's ever easy. You know what I mean? It's always the oh, hardest yeah. thing possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what'd you think of the villain? What'd you think of Bill Skarsgård in this? Generic villain type. Really? Like, you didn't, you didn't like his character? Yeah. No, okay. no, it's not that I didn't like him. Uh-huh. It's not that I didn't like him. He did a great job. Yeah. I just didn't see anything. It didn't wow me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's supposed to be this big, like oh no, but he just, he just, he played it well. He played the pompous asshole like very well. Yeah. But it just, I'm like, it just did. I don't know. I wasn't like, I wasn't blown away by it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I kind of liked that. I liked that character because uh, for a John Wick villain, you kind of have two routes to go. You either have someone who's like a truly formidable, like. You know, like you either go the Bane route to where he's like physically just going to destroy John Wick if he gets his hands on him, or you have like the uh, you know, you have like the mastermind kind of villain or whatever. And I liked this villain because he, he he's kind of a blend of well, he's he's the latter, but he thinks he's the first one. Like he's, <laughs> I thought it was a cool spin because he's like menacing and like you know all of those things, but he's like just an unhinged bureaucrat basically and yeah. i kind of like that because he he like kind of inv- embodies like impotent rage like he's not <laughs> he's not formidable at all but like no he, but he's not scary you he, take away the guys with the guns and exactly. it's like you're not terrible like i my my niece could kill you exactly i i, I kind of love that like he's just like the ultimate coward because i think that's a great foil for john wick someone who's not afraid of anything um right. uh I, I like that his villain is like <laughs> the ultimate like kind of cowardly guy, um, but masquerading as a powerful guy. Um so I liked I liked his performance. Um I thought uh he, he did a great job. Um it was a weird choice to make him French. 
Um, but why? Yeah, because well, because you know the French, they're like it's an easy sort of like trope. You know, they're all evil and mustache twirly, right? You know, um, right. But uh, yeah, I know. I thought he gave a good performance. Um, let's talk about Donnie Yen. Um, so you 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 were unsatisfied with the use of Donnie Yen in this movie? I was unsatisfied with the use of Donnie Yen. Okay. Um, I felt like the I get why they made his character blind, mm-hmm. and you can't make him like this blind monk like stuff. But right. like you know, it's at the same time where he's like so like he's not Daredevil, right? right. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, I go, why did you have to make him blind? Like that would be like Donnie Yen is a great action star in and of his own right, mm-hmm. and I felt like if you didn't make him blind, that would have added more formidable like a more formidable opponent against John Wick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm supposed to believe that he that John Wick is like even like um, that this guy's on the same playing field as John. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, but no, I don't buy it. Yeah, like it's not going to happen. Make him not blind. Still make him use a sword. All that stuff, and then make him just be like, "Oh, I use a sword because it's I like it better than using a gun." It's like, "Oh, that's scary." Yeah. Why do you do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and I then agree. to me, the whole fight on the staircase gets even better mm-hmm. because then it's like they're both at the top of their game, and like all this stuff. So I don't know. It. it, just, it I felt like the making him blind was just a. It, it was cool. It was a cool addition for the character, but I don't think it made sense. You know, there's a couple things in this movie that I don't think really needed to be there, and this was one of them. I agree. I think making him blind uh, uh, is, I think it's a cool aesthetic choice, and I think it is like a cool, it's like the anime choice to make him blind, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's 100% an anime choice. However, in a world where, you know, these these assassins, like, you primarily use guns and in the world where there's like literally a guy running around with a sniper rifle and stuff like that, a blind guy like just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause like someone could just shoot him and it's kind of weird that no one does just shoot him in this movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, that being said, I think, uh, you know, I think the execution of his fight scenes and stuff are, are very cool and entertaining. I, I, yeah, I think the, the, the blind thing does hurt his character more than it like, elevates his character in a weird way um uh but yeah i have an idea sure if you want to make him go blind during the course of the stairway fight so then at the gunfight at the end it's a little Mm -hmm. bit more tragic because now he's blind Mm -hmm. that's a way better way to do it sure yeah no i i get that um uh even like yeah yeah no i get it i yeah it is it is interesting i i I would have loved, uh, yeah. I think there, the version of this movie where he's not blind might have been a little bit better for that character. But um, was he blind in Rogue One too? Maybe, maybe, maybe he was. I think he. was. I don't remember um, if he was or not. But I think that, he was. I, that he was. He was right. a blind. He was a blind force user. Okay. So the two major American movies that this man has been in, he's, he's been blind. blind in both of them, yeah. and been woefully underutilized in both as well. <laughs> um. So I don't think. So I think we disagree on that point. I don't think he was underutilized in this movie. I didn't. I don't like. I in, in retrospect, I don't think the blind thing works well. But I think in terms of how he's used in the movie, and what he's being used to do, like his character, I thought that that was a really cool. Um, addition to this, and I think that he's used well. Um, he get he gets a, he gets uh, uh, a bunch of good uh, fight scenes. Uh, I loved the doorbell sequence. I thought that was amazing. That was cool. Um, I loved the sword fight um, that he has in Japan. I thought that was great. Um, 
I, I think him being sort of like someone from John's past who like is is uh you know his arc is basically like I you know I'm just in this world so I just do what I'm supposed to do because there are consequences I'm devoted to this like thing to someone who's like can see past quote unquote uh, pun intended because he's blind uh who, who can see past uh sort of the facade of the bureaucracy and it's like well some things are more important than bureaucracy because that's really what these movies are about it's about like a slavish devotion to a system versus loyalty to individuals and uh um uh, and i think you know the good guys in these movies uh choose you know they're able to see that you know relationships with individuals and with people is more important than being a slavish uh, adherent to you know these bureaucracies and these traditions and and all that kind of stuff. So I like I like the journey he goes on. I think his his relationship with Keanu Reeves like I I buy it. Like I think they mm-hmm. you know oh no I bought that mm-hmm. yeah um I and, I, I and, just and, sorry go ahead. sorry go ahead oh no, no I was just to say when you say under when I say underutilized I just mean that Donnie Yen is capable of so much more than what they let him do in that movie. Sure. Now yeah. using the character making it blind or whatever how it works in the movie. Fine, yeah. whatever, if that's the choice that they made. But I go, why did you have to use Donnie Yen? Mm-hmm. Like, he is capable of so much more than you, like, let him do. Mm-hmm. And I just go, it's that's where I go. That's why it's kind of, to me, I'm like, you just kind of, you didn't utilize the tools that you had. Mm-hmm. You I, know, yeah, I get that. To, I, to I the mean, full extent that they could be used. Totally. Um, yeah, I get that. Uh, I get that. I feel like he did, I, I, I personally feel like he did a lot, like, especially for, like, a, a, a side character who's not the main villain. Uh, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, there, I can imagine a version of this movie where he is like more of the central villain. Um, but I think they they know he's a crowd favorite, and so they wanted him to end up being a good guy. Totally. But what I'm saying too is, if you really wanted to do it, you know that random French guy that's Alexander Skarsgård's right hand man. Uh-huh. Just make that Donnie Yen. True. True. Um, it's also the reason why that guy that's hunting John Wick, the guy with the dog, yeah, didn't need him. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, I think Didn't that I think that character all. is more of them setting up uh, a future stuff. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah, probably. But I just felt like it did a disservice because you have this extra character that we're spending time with that you don't really need to spend time with. Yeah, and you could be doing like you could trim a couple of characters out of this movie. Like I said, replace Donnie Yen with the main like replace the main right hand man with Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. Make him have a change of heart at the end, um, and then take away the guy with the dog, and I think you have you automatically have a better movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I thought. Um, let's see, what else did I think about this movie? Um, I'm trying to think about the other sequences that were in it. It's been a, it's been a minute since I saw the movie um, and recording. Now, having this. said what I said and the complaints that I do have, I still had a wildly good time. Yeah, I think there's. Oh, you know well, I, mean? I still love the movie. Yeah, like it's still a great film. Did like, you like the? Um, <laughs> did you like the sequence uh, with Scott Atkins and like the poker and all that? What do you think of that? Yeah, scene? I, yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it felt like we took a trip to a different John Wick movie for a second. <laughs> yep, it <laughs> <laughs> sure did. I was like, oh, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. We're going on a side quest. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, but it was like it was whatever. It was fun. It's still John Wick being John Wick. Yeah. You know. Um, I didn't. I, I want to know what kind of playing cards he has that he can slice a man's throat open with it, though. Right. Yeah, and also I wasn't sure how. Uh, uh, so I didn't know. I wasn't sure how to read the moment where Donnie Yen knows what cards he has and knows what cards. That was the, weird, right? Yeah. I was like, well, because. So I thought I had a couple different thoughts. I'm like, okay, maybe he's not blind. That was my first thought. 
Um, and then the movie continues and he's still blind. So I'm like, okay, so it wasn't that he can see. And then I was like, okay, maybe somehow he was like counting the card somehow. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Um, and so what my version of it, what I've concluded uh, on my own, I'm bringing my own concrete to this plot hole, right. is uh, I feel like uh, uh, this guy has done this before. Um, mm. And Donnie Yen was maybe there before, and like he cheats the exact same way every time. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good theory. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was not confirmed by the movie. I at just all, chalked but... the moment up to bad writing and then moved on with the movie. Yeah, that's but, probably. You know, like that's I was just like, it. oh, that's a bad moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then again, know? again, if Donnie Yen can see, that moment makes sense. Yeah, and you don't need like the moment still works, like because he calls out that the, the fact that the 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 main I forget Scott Atkins' character's name, but that he had like the bad guy of the scene. He calls out that he has. Well, let me guess. He says, "Let me guess." A royal flush or full house, whatever he guesses. Whatever he guesses, he can do that without knowing his cards, because if yeah. he if he knows this guy's a piece of shit and he's gonna cheat, then you can you can guess that. You know what I mean? Like, let me guess. You got a full house or whatever. That that mm-hmm. works for me. But the fact that Donnie Yen knew what cards he had, like. <laughs> Was yeah, crazy I to was me. like, uh, no, I'm not going down. I'm not going down that road with you. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not rolling uh, John Wick four. Um, I loved. Uh, let me see. What are some other moments uh, that I liked? Uh, Dude, I know we've been seeing the clip a lot on social media, mm-hmm. but the, you gotta ha- give the hand to the guy, the stunt man that fell down the escalator. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like hundred percent, all of the applause to that man, yeah, or yeah. woman. I don't know. There were it a few like stunts a in this movie. I'm like Jesus. Th- I make know. sure that person. Well, gets there were a few stunts in this movie that it took me a second, and then I realized I'm like, oh, they did that for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. There was a few of those. I'm like, God, I uh, hope these guys got paid well. Someone's back is gonna be hurting tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the type of movie where like I would really love to see the like a behind the scenes featurette. Like the mm-hmm. making of, because it was a oh, lot of I can't cool wait stuff. for that. Um, there needs to be just this. a BTS about the stunt team. <laughs> what did you think about the element of the bulletproof suits? I didn't like that everybody had them. Yeah, yeah. I thought I it takes away it takes away the magic. I want to see it keeps John Wick from being John Wick. The part of sure. thing that's great about John Wick is he's just this unstoppable, angry juggernaut that's mm-hmm. just like I'm gonna shoot you in the head, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like mm-hmm. because I, you can shoot me and it does nothing, but I can shoot you and it does everything. Yeah. Like I felt like they were overutilized, and it would make sense in the world that other people would have them, but I just like that to be a John Wick thing. Like he's figured out how to get a bulletproof suit, mm-hmm. you know. And I I don't know. Yeah, I felt like it took away some of the magic and it and it cheapened some of the fight scenes. Yes, and it put these guys on a level as the same as John Wick that I don't agree with or believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I think I'm kind of uh, of two minds about it because uh, while watching the movie, so I think the basically where I fall on it is I like. I like the use of it on one hand because I think it, it made the fight some of the fights a little bit more creative because like mm-hmm. and a little bit more grueling for John Wick because he's like some these fights are going on longer than they would be if they didn't have bulletproof yes. suits so they kind of right. had to account for that which I kind of liked like he'd shoot three rounds into a guy's chest and that would you know knock him back for a second but he's gonna come back in a minute you know what I mean yeah yeah exactly I kind of like that element of it. But um, I think ultimately there's a there's a big trade off with with that where the fights um, can feel a little like not like inconsequential mm-hmm. um, and not as like not as just inherently not as violent because it's like you can't really 
the only the only shots you can really get are headshots, and like uh, I I think that a part of what made the uh, first three John Wick movies so fun was that like he's he's going through people like uh like a hot knife through butter. And oh, like just, just flying you know what I mean? <laughs> and in this, it was a little bit more of like I think they 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 leaned a little bit more into like the sort of like the the daredevil hallway fight philosophy mm-hmm. of of choreography, where it's like we're just gonna uh, like because in in the daredevil series and in the Punisher too, there's a lot of that where like. Uh, it's it, like Daredevil will be fighting the same six guys who keep coming back after getting knocked down. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like they wanted that kind of aesthetic in this. And so there, there is a trade off because, you know, we're used to John Wick just kind of like picking people off like flies and keep going. But like in this, it's kind of like it's he, he's taking a little bit longer with each guy because everyone's got a bulletproof suit on. So, yeah, I kind of like. It, it, you know, I th- it's sto- like thematically, I think it works to, for him to like be having to go through these like grueling fights that are much more difficult than before. But also, like the the trade off is it doesn't quite feel as like quick and snappy as like a John Wick movie normally feels. You know, right? Which is why I think I liked the Arc de Triomphe yes. scene because that- those guys don't have bulletproof suits, right. <laughs> and he's just able to just <laughs> mow through them. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm sorry. We have to talk about the greatest sequence of this movie and quite possibly of all time. Uh, oh, yeah? Which one's that? The incendiary round shotgun over overhead. Oh, the dragon's breath shotgun oh, overhead God, drum dude. shot? Holy cow. How have we not talked about that yet? <laughs> when he, God, that was good. <laughs> when it goes to like that overhead shot and he's going room to room and like mm-hmm. shooting people through walls. Like, yep. The, the, I couldn't believe how good My that sequence brain? was couldn't really wrap it like itself around what was happening because I've never seen that before and I was like whoa like the what what an amazing like what a creative Who sequence like ever I, came up with the idea to shoot that entire sequence from overhead academy award like that was crazy like the the amount of choreography that went into that like it was like yes. a, oh man it was and that scene went on for a lo- a while. Like <laughs> it's a single shot, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, uh, I, the amount of choreography in that was just like the effect of like the incendiary rounds was was executed perfectly. Um, it just it was that that sequence was like I was like I cheered at the I was like I was like hurrah at the end of that sequence. It was so good. <laughs> that was the craziest so thing good. I've seen in an action movie in a long time. Oh, seriously, it up the it up the bar a yeah. little bit. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I like I like to look at extraction, and I'm like, hey, I know you like to get away with crazy fun camera stuff. Looking at you now, yeah, exactly. Good luck, dude. Yeah, and it also gives me hope for action movies that like it's, it yeah. doesn't have to be Fast and the Furious level zaniness in order to no. accomplish like a really memorable iconic scene. You know, we've just lost the artistry of the good solid action film mm-hmm. because it's been they've decided that action films need to be tentpole stuff. And yep. it's like, yeah, but you lose personality if you make it 100%. a tentpole project. That's why you need niche action movies that mm-hmm. are just for action films, like The Raid Redemption. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. fully choreographed, like made by people. Action movies are better when they're made by fans of action movies. 100%. And I, I, I've said that for a very long time. And I had this, I had the same, I th- had the thought in film school. I'm just like, you have to really love action movies to be able to make a good action film. Because what you're trying to do is you know your audience and you know what they like. Mm-hmm. And they like awesome shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you up the ante and make it creative and cool? And I, that's why I like the John Wick franchise as a whole is each time it finds ways to make things cooler. Mm-hmm. And also more engaging. 
Mm-hmm. And they do a good job. And I think part of that is, you know, fully rehearsing your fight scenes. 100%. For yeah. months. It shows. It, it does. It very shows. much shows. The fight scenes between, like, you compare, like, fight, like, before, our fight scenes were, like, J- the Bourne Identity fran- film franchise, <laughs> right? Those were supposed to be, like, oh, my God. At least they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Now we have John Wick. And I look at the, the, I look at the Bourne Identity stuff, and I'm, like, child's play. Yes. 100%. Absolute. Did not even try to choreograph anything. Child's play. Yeah, like you're not even in the same freaking ring. No, as it's this. A, like it's for a different. Day. It's a whole different caliber. Of, whole different caliber. Yes. we're talking artistry level version of an action film versus like, oh, I just kind of want to make an action film. Right, <laughs> and yeah, that dude. sadly to me is most action films these days are made by people that are like, oh, I just wanted to make an action film. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you have, you have to love it though. You have to love the genre. Like, there's. Otherwise, you're not gonna you're not gonna want to make the best product that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, dude, I was floored by that sequence. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Um, let's talk about the end the the final the the final duel um, between John Wick and Donnie Yen, who is uh, fighting on behalf of the Bill Skarsgård character. Uh, because Bill Skarsgård is basically like holding Donnie Yen's daughter over his head um, and making him do this, um, and they outsmart him. They end up outsmarting him. Um, I thought that was a great move. I thought it was great too. I was wondering how they were going to get. I would trust me. I would have been perfectly fine if um, either one of these guys just died, like they killed each other, because I think that's like a perfectly. Mm-hmm. Based on the movie we saw, I thought that was like a a fine way to end the movie. Uh, even if it was, you know, I mean, spoiler alert: it, it John Wick does die at the end of this movie. But mm-hmm. um, if it had just ended with Donnie and killing him, I would have been okay with that too, uh, or vice versa. Um, but I love that they outsmarted him. So like the way for if anyone hasn't seen it, um, the way they end up outsmarting him is. They're doing this duel, and uh, they start off at 30 paces, and they move in 10 paces each time, uh, firing one bullet each a time. And uh, the first time, Donnie Yen gets hit in, like, the arm. Then John Wick gets hit in, like, the stomach, and they move in. Uh, and then John Wick gets shot again, uh, and it looks like he's on his way out. Uh, and so they uh, move in to the final distance where they're 10 feet apart from each other. And... Um, of course, Bill Skarsgård uh, can't control himself and, and is so much of a, a coward that he's like, I want to get the kill shot. Uh, and so he steps in and takes Donnie Yen's place. Um, and Donnie Yen makes sure that his daughter is safe before they continue the round. Uh, and uh, it is revealed that in the last exchange, John Wick never fired the bullet in his gun. And so I guess by the rules of the contest, he still can fire. And he shoots Bill Skarsgård in the face. And they outsmarted him, and his ego Thus got the better ending of him. his problem. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I love that. I loved Clancy Brown in this. Uh, I love that Mr. He, Krabs. Yes, I love Mr. Krabs in this. I love so that uh, the little look that he gives at the end. Like you can tell, he hates Bill Skarsgård. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like throughout the movie, he's just like, oh, this guy. Yeah, I like, <laughs> hate this guy. <laughs> Don't make me, please don't make me talk to that guy. Yeah, and so there's a little look of satisfaction on his face when uh, Bill Skarsgård is killed. Uh, yeah, his little half smile that he does yeah. is just like, oh, thank God, I don't have to deal with him anymore. Yeah, like, and, and I love that he's just like so, like matter of fact, he's like, well, gentlemen, and he just like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> my work he just here is packs done. his box up exactly. and leaves. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was well, cool. Um, that's me. 
Exactly, dude. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So John Wick dies at the end of this movie. He succumbs mm-hmm. to his uh, his uh, wounds, and it, they, we see uh, we never see his body be interned or anything like that. But we do see his grave, um, where um, uh, Ian McShane and uh, Lawrence Fishburne are at, visiting his grave at the end of the movie. Um, and you know, then credits roll after that. Um, yeah. Do you think the character is dead? Studio money would bet otherwise. Right. Um, I think he's dead. Yeah. But I think what they're going to do is they'll do prequel John Wicks or movies that are supposed to fold into the main, like the four movies. If they're going to do it, they will do movies that take place in the interim between. Yes. Do like a bad guy of the week. Yep. Um, you know, just just what we want to see. You yeah. know, hardcore action, just him right. mowing through bad guys. Yeah. You know, saving random people, but just being like, you know, like that old, like the old, uh, it's the old like Wolverine thing where it's like, he's just retired. He's like, leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered. It's like, help, we need help. It's like, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and he just it ends up becoming the most dangerous person you've ever met in your life. Totally. Um, like, oh, this was so much worse than we thought. <laughs> yeah. I we should have just called the cops. <laughs> I agree. I think we're. Uh, I think yeah. I think he's dead. Um, I think that he will. I think it is confirmed that he's going to show up in Ballerina, the the mm-hmm. spinoff movie yes. that's coming. Um, so I think yeah. I think that. I mean, that will either be happening like concurrent to the other John Wick movies or as a prequel. But I think the character of John Wick is dead at this point. I I, I think yeah. so. Um, that doesn't mean they can't uh, pick the franchise back up later. Uh, but I think for now that character is dead, and it seems like Keanu Reeves' style to like kind of leave it alone you know what i mean like end well uh finish on top uh go out you know uh, well it's perfect timing he wants to be wolverine exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) um i think this yeah the john i think he career wise i think it would be a smart move for this character to be dead and so Mm -hmm. uh, keanu reeves can go on and do other things um yeah i think uh uh, yeah, I think he's dead. I think he's de- he's definitely going to show up in Ballerina, and if they do a John Wick five with uh, you know some other character or something like that, like I, I think they could totally do that. Um, I think they've uh, laid the groundwork for that in a couple different ways. Um, you have uh, the um, I forget the name of the Japanese the the head of the Japanese uh, Continental. I forget his character name, but his daughter is still around. Shimazu. Um, take you know is she at the post. Did you see the post credit scene? Yeah, when Akira had the knife. Yes, uh, she grabs mm-hmm. a knife and is like about to exact her revenge on Donnie Yen. So there's that thread that's still around. Um, I think a perfectly good John Wick sequel could be uh, if you do John Wick Five, you could have uh, Donnie Yen kind of taking her under his wing and kind of like, um, or you could have the movie could be her versus him, or you could have them be like a team. Um, Maybe they team up with the the dude who's after John Wick with the dog. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a there's a host of characters still left around that you know could make a a decent John Wick film. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe you have like uh you have like a team of people who are like trying to take the table down. I think that could be really cool. The table needs to come down at some point. Yes, we have to see the fall of and the table at some point. The fall of the table would not make sense without John Wick being present. It's so true. I could see them doing a thing where we we dabble in some like John Wick offshoots for a couple of projects. Mm-hmm. And then when they decide that it's time to take the table down, John Wick comes out of the shadows. Yeah, that could be really cool. 
Um, yeah, uh, I yeah I, I I like I like this franchise. I I think it's uh I I I think this franchise is important for cinema. I think uh, to take a completely too. original idea and make it into a like a, a, an iconic sort of film franchise. I think it, we have to celebrate that anytime that happens because. It is seems to be incredibly well, hard to do, and they did they it. They made it iconic. They made it iconic from the first movie, yeah, from Jump, yeah. And that's like, there was no like, oh, it'll find itself. It knew exactly what it wanted to be mm-hmm. when it came out on the scene, and I was like, well, I think that's why people were impressed by it. Hundred percent. I think that's why people continue to be impressed by these movies. Totally, is because of the dedication to making them good. It's like it shows you what you can do when there's a when there's a cast and crew that loves this. Loves, loves this content and also just loves making action films. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see um, where this franchise goes next. Um, looking forward to the ballerina film. I think that'll be great too. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed this. Um, and yeah, can't wait to see what comes up next. Any other thoughts before we dip? Nope. We pretty much covered everything I had to talk about it. All right, cool. Um, people can find you online. You can find me online. All right. You can find me online at Asan the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media and weeklyregular.com. Derek, thanks so much again for joining me for the show, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>